relationships um, that you have with people. And, and the AC. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, I'll turn the, turn the tempo. Um, the relationships you have with people, and, and when I say relationships, I don't mean romantic. I don't mean, I mean, they, that it could be that too. But friendships, relationships you have with people that are, are friendships, that are business partners, where they overlap, what your duties of friendship might be, or the lack thereof. When you, or like what I'm very concerned about is people that come from different places have different from support from people they know. Yes. So, like we talked about this before, like those um, quote unquote, what do they call themselves? Influencers <laughs> that are all kind of which is insane. a bullshit title, by the way. I have I mean, no idea. Everybody how they influences over. everybody. They say that you are inherently the four people that you hang out with the most. You are basically that. Like your opinions, your actions, your little little isms that make you you. All of those things are really the four people you hang out the most all rolled into one. Which all I can say is our children are with us all day, every day, so we probably real childish. But given that, still, um, like when when one of those people does a thing um, for business, so they're putting out a new idea, a new concept, a new item to sell, whatever it is, everybody else that's in that circle that is just like them, that's doing it, is like, oh, I gotta go do that. I gotta go buy her stuff because I need to go support her, right? So that, so that then she will make it. So we prove that we can make it. And then when we do something, she's gonna jump on it too, just like the rest of y'all, so that I can make it too. Because we're all in the same kind of circle. Like, uh, I'm gonna say, when I was growing up and the communities around me that were more white people with money, um, they, when one of them did, did something or one of their kids was doing something, everybody, and yeah. their uncle and their cousin and the nephew and their friends, hair shops, cleaning lady, everybody came out to support them, yeah. right? But when you're coming from a place where I would think you, you would need the support more, because if you're already rich and you're doing something, you don't really need the support like that. But when you come from a place like neither one of us came from a place of money, okay? Our families were both on the poorer side. Um, when Where we come from, the people in our communities that are trying to start businesses, new ways of life... And they're doing things, even though the people around us tell us we are talented every day. Yep. They will big up us in person all day long in front of their friends all day long. But then when we do something and we need their support, you know, and we're like, we know that you're a fan. We know that you're a customer. And then you just, you just, we don't see you on the radar. Like that kind of thing. Like. It is funny because people that they don't know as well people that they don't think are as good mm-hmm. they'll go support them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they'll go to a show or buy a ticket or buy merch or just because share a song at least whatever just because your name means something or i don't even think it's that you're like, viewed in a certain type of way and they want to like align themselves with i feel that. like a lot of people have an inherent um disdain for people that come from where they come from that are making it so they can only 
accept somebody else making it as long as they don't know where that other person came from. Because it makes them think, damn, well, I could have did that. I can do that. Because he came from where I came from. I can do that. But instead of using that as a motivational tool, it's a hate tool. Because it's like, you did it before me, so now I want you to do it. Do you think that... Okay, in that in that vein, do you think that part of it might also be, too, like, us as people, a lot of times, we don't think... Um, oh, I can actually, like, even if we say it, we don't think, oh, I can do anything. I can accomplish all this stuff. I have all these talents. I'm going to go prove myself right. We think I could do that, but if I try it, I probably won't be able to, and then we use that as an excuse to prove ourselves right, that we can't do it. So then if I see you doing it, and I want to do it, but I tell myself I probably couldn't do that. I probably can't do that, even though I want to do it, and, like, you're a rapper and you're putting out an album and you're getting traction and you got picked up by someone and you're signing a deal and you're going on a tour and you're doing all the things that I want to do. Right. And I'm like, but I think I'm good at rapping. But I also tell myself at the end of the day, like, I probably, I probably can't do that. So then I see you do it and I'm upset. I'm mad. I'm jealous. I'm all the things, but what's keeping me from doing it isn't you accomplishing it yourself. It's me doubting myself and and putting myself in a different headspace and maybe not taking this taking as seriously as seriously as you or taking the same steps that you're taking like that's nothing to do with you you and i can both make it we can both make it in the rap it's enough room for everybody like we like literally look at all the people you've known in your life that have done that and are still doing it some people talented and some people not like (laughs) they're still doing you could do it you know, it just takes the right set of circumstances to make it happen. So, T.I. had a quote where he said, Do you think they um, don't want to support you because they think it lessens them? Oh. Um, I think that that could be part of it. Like, they, they feel like that they could be putting the, the focus on themselves so they don't want to put the focus on anybody else, even by just bigging somebody else up. By saying, well, you're a Detroit rapper and I'm a Detroit rapper. Not everybody from Detroit can make it. Everybody from Detroit hates on everybody else from Detroit, though. It is so fucking weird because we will literally ride the jocks of anybody from Atlanta or New York or California or Chicago or anywhere else. But when you're from Detroit and you're trying to do it from here, everybody else from here doesn't want to see you succeed. And it's really fucking weird. It is really fucking weird. I don't get it. And, and, I, and, it's, and it's crazy because it's literally enough room for everybody Because in Detroit there are three main styles of hip-hop You got the uh, Slum Village, J. Dilla, Black Milk, Elzai Like soulful type, uh, meaningful rhymes uh, Really um, soulful beats that like move you emotionally You got that type of music Then you got the Eminem D12, Royce to 5'9", King Gordy um, like almost like horrorcore style, really crazy rhymes, really off the wall lyrics, like shit that makes you either laugh or feel fucking uncomfortable when you hear it. You got that type of rhyme. And then you got the dudes that just like rap about killing people and selling drugs all the time. So it's, it's three main types of music that come from the hip-hop scene up here and people still hate on everybody else that's doing this shit when we literally have three wide open fucking lanes that we can take 
everybody still hates on everybody else. And uh, and I mean, if if one person makes it, then they can also reach back and be like, "Yo, I know I'm great and I'm from there, but listen to these other dudes that I know are also great." You know what? That doesn't happen though. If somebody makes it from here, and maybe that that leans itself, maybe that lends itself as to why people don't support people from here, because normally when somebody gets on from mm-hmm. Detroit, they get on and they will go do songs with other people. They'll go big other people up from other cities and they won't actually reach back and help anybody from here. Even if the people from here help them get on, they just kind of get on and everybody else is just sitting there waiting like, okay, 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 when you gonna pull me up? When you gonna pull me up? And they just kind of, they're waiting forever. And if they do get pulled up, it's for a specific reason, maybe because that person was already getting hot anyway, so now you don't want that person to go somewhere else and get hot. So you got a name so since this person is gaining a name you pull them up so that you can take the credit for so them you having say a name. i did that right right and then when their buzz dies out you drop them right back where they were now they're right back in the city with no money again <sighs> maybe that's why maybe that's why maybe it's not a, it's not a pack mentality like this is us and we're gonna do it it's a it's a me versus you concept only one of us is gonna make it and it's gonna be me it's crazy. I remember. Um, oh, like when that. Okay, so what is that show's name? Rhythm and Flow. Rhythm and Flow. That competition, Rhythm and Flow. Okay, so that show happened. They had auditions. Everybody that you know knew about it. Nobody said anything to you until the auditions were over. And then they were like, oh, we heard this other guy got picked for the show that you know. Yeah, the kid Sam. Yeah. Yeah, that you know. <laughs> Did you get picked? Because you're amazing. And you were like, what I are you talking about? I didn't even know about? that this shit was happening. And I <laughs> know that no- if he knew it was happening, then people that I know that I talk to all the time knew it was happening Yeah, like, they, they all knew it was happening, and they all went and tried out. But nobody said shit to you. Like, okay, if they only pick one of us from here, Donnie can't go. Because Donnie might get picked. I don't know, man. So, it's weird. I, it I'm was always, so weird. Like, um, I remember when Young Jeezy, um, he signed Doughboy's Cash Out. Mm-hmm to his record label and like (laughs) and my group called me and like one member in particular in my group was super like hysterical about it he's like so what we gonna do they just took our spot what we gonna do they got signed they got signed so what we gonna do it's like why does we're gonna make another spot why the fuck does, (laughs) does them getting signed have to do with us get not getting signed that has nothing to do with it and it's not like we was trying to get signed to Jeezy anyway. I mean, or was we? You know, I don't know. I don't know what the fucking... I don't know what their plans were, but I didn't expect to get signed to Young Jeezy. I mean, that would have been cool, but... But that wasn't where your I didn't think that at. that's what we was trying to do anyway. So it, the fact that they got that spot only means that it's more eyes on Detroit now. So what the fuck are you complaining for? <laughs> I, it's like... It, it's, so, it's so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. Anytime anybody does anything big... Everybody else in Detroit that's trying to do the exact same thing, like, they start flipping chairs over and throwing tables and shit. Like, just uh, just say, okay, salute it, and go ahead about your business. Especially if you wasn't that big on them in the first place. Like, when Big Sean got signed, I didn't know who the fuck Big Sean was, so I couldn't hate on that. But even if I, you know, I wouldn't hate on it anyway. But it's like, if you see somebody that you've been watching this entire time that you've been supporting this entire time and they finally get a deal then why is your first reaction to say oh man that just fucked it up for everybody that's not what it did right 
is proof that people are paying attention to your city. So maybe you should step your game up and stay on your shit. Yeah, I mean, and, and plus, not only is there not only, like, one Detroit slot open, but there's not just one slot open in general. It's you, a million ways. How many ways. rappers come from, I mean, there's rappers that came from Detroit that we didn't know came from Detroit until years after. Yeah. But then there, there's tons of rappers from New York. Do you think they were like, no, we only got five of you, so like, no. Oh, well, shit, uh, Fabulous no. got signed, Take a seat. so the rest of us <laughs> have to not get signed now. Right. Like, that doesn't make sense, man. And you don't have to just get on by another rapper signing you. Like, like the the current record deal I have now with the group I have now came from me, like, randomly entering a, a contest where you drop a 16-bar verse. Yep. And, like, out of, like, 5,000 people, like, I was, like, number two or three that got the most votes of having the best verse. Yep. And that got me signed. That had, like... So, it, it's not like you have to all take the same avenue to get places especially when it's like what this person has uh these songs for the radio and this person has songs playing in the strip club so i gotta get i gotta make a strip club song and i gotta make a radio song you don't have to do that and i've never understood why people feel like they have to follow everybody else's lead to get to where everybody else is especially if they don't want that person being looked at as above them and they don't want to make it seem like that they're jocking off somebody else but all you doing is doing that if you're doing the exact same thing and trying to follow the exact same road that that person took mm. but um as far as like working together with people <laughs> do you feel like if you meet somebody and your goal is a business related related goal that you should ever actually wind up being friends with that person or should you just keep it business because that's what you met as business partners um i think it depends on what kind of business you're talking about now when they say you should keep like friends and family and business separate now i 1000% agree with that um if you are in business with somebody in a way like they're your manager or I don't know you're just doing some serious business with, with people I don't think your main goal should be trying to work into a personal relationship so right. like you have somebody representing you somewhere I don't think you should be trying to date them I don't think that you're you're focused like if if you just like you're around each other eventually Y'all are like, yeah, we're chill, and oh, we should hang out sometime, blah, blah, blah. And then you want to develop a friendship with somebody? Like, eventually, I think it, it just, like, sometimes that organically happens when you're around people a lot. You know, you just develop a friendship with somebody. Right. That happens. But I don't think that if you're in business with them, you should be trying to be chill with them anyway. Like, I mean, it makes I it mean, easier, I'm, I guess, sometimes. I mean, when, even when I go to work, I'm friends with, like... A couple people in that building but then the other 95 percent of the people that work there that I interact with on a daily basis i am chill with at work i do not have problems with you because this is not personal this is work but when i leave this building i don't want to see your face i don't want to hear your name i don't want i don't want you calling me on the phone like with it i'm i'm gonna go live my life now y'all don't need to know what i'm doing in my life and i'm not interested in what y'all are doing with yours we are separate now 
Yeah. There's a couple of people that I'm chill. They call me. They need help. I go and I help them. If, you know, if they wanted to go hang out, we go hang out. But then everybody else is just like, no, you're my colleagues. And that's that's totally fine. We don't have to be anything but that. And I think it's better that way. So then I don't come to work and I got you whining at me. Oh, but you should let me do this. I know that's not how we're supposed to do it, but you should let me cut this corner. You're not my real friend if you don't act like this. That's true. You're treating me a certain type of way. No, no, I'm not. If my sister worked for my business and I expected her there at a certain time every day and I expected her to do a expect her to do a certain amount of things by the end of the day and then what happens is she comes in and she f's off and she she doesn't show up on time she's consistently late for work she's consistently not getting her duties done well guess what honey i'm gonna fire you i don't care if you and i have the same mama and daddy that's not what we're here for this is business i'm not gonna come meet you in your house and complain to you and our the rest of our family about how you are slacking off at work because again that's personal and work is business i'm not going to show up in your private property doing that shit but i'm also not going to go to work and be like but she's my sister i can't fire her yes i can (laughs) and i'm not saying my sister would do that but i'm saying as an example if that happened i would fire you just like i would expect if i worked for her and i was being a dick like that that she would be like so patricia you don't care about what I'm trying to do here. You yeah. don't want to be on time and get your crap done. So you are harming my business and my pockets and my money that I have to feed my family with and house my family with and clothe my family with. I'm cutting you the fuck off. <laughs> and now you're fired. I'll see you at family brunch on Sunday. But until then, go home. In my experience, um, especially when it comes to music and stuff that involves music, mm-hmm. it seems like people are willing to help you a whole lot quicker when they don't know you personally Mm -hmm. um whether it's getting beats made whether it's artwork whether it's getting uh features whether it's featuring on somebody else's stuff it's like if i don't know them it's like okay we own it sure i'll rap on your shit sure i'll send you this beat sure i'll make this cover for you awesome like off rip and then when they get to know you a little bit, it's almost like, oh, well, that's the homie. So he's always going to be there so I can take my time. You know, I think that's true in, I okay, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. I think that's true in art in general. Art. And music is art. You know, painting is art. Ceramics is art. If you don't think is music art. is art, then you shouldn't be making music. I think that, I think that that is true in art. Like, I think that in art, if it's somebody you don't know... You're like, oh, man, that's amazing stuff. And then if it's something you do know, I don't know if it's that you question the credibility of their craft because it's a but human you know that them. you know. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like the more personal and, um, and art is is personal. It's emotional. It's, you know, it's all those things. And so in art, when I think when people know you, the more personal they really have a relationship with you in real life, the less they're invested in your skill. <laughs> It make it's like, and that doesn't make sense. If, but I think when it's you true. met me, I was already doing this, mm-hmm. so you know that that's where my heart lies. That that's where my 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 goals lie. And they knew you were talented at it, and they thought you were great at it, and they were like, "Man, you're gonna do great things." And then they get to know you. They've had a relationship with you for a few years as a friend, and now they're just like, "I expect that you're great because you always do great stuff." But I'm gonna be relaxed when it comes to anything to do with your music. And it's like I know people personally that I I talk to like every single day and these people will go do songs with other people that 
they probably don't talk to every day, that they're probably not, that, that they probably don't have as much in common with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the songs I got, the, the songs that I keep sending them to get on is just sitting in the email somewhere. But, you know, then, you know, they got an album that comes out next week and it has like, you know, six different features on it and I'm not one. <laughs> like, it's it's so weird. It, it's, but it's, 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 and it's like, it's, it's nothing against those people because they're cool people. It's just like, what is it against me though? Well, because then those same people, you go to their show and those same people come off stage and are like, no, this man right here. I know I'm great and y'all are here to see me, but this man right here. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> I was told that I was the uh, the popular ghost because nobody actually sees me, but everybody knows who I am. Even though these same people don't fucking click play on my shit or share my music, but they, but they all, all know who it. I am and they all like my shit. But they all heard it, but yes. you didn't get a play from them. Like, how did? Where is it? Well, they probably heard it over somebody else's house or had somebody else. Like, man, you're play amazing, but you couldn't tell anybody else that. No, it's, 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 it's weird. But, you know, they don't know that person over there. So, sure, I'll give you a 16, even though I don't know you. But, you know, I know this guy, so he's going to have to wait a few years before I actually see, do songs with him. There's there's my issue with, the, with, the, with this topic is that, okay, <laughs> as your friend, I'm not your publicist, and I get that. However, however, in a world where we're social creatures and we literally share SpongeBob memes and angry cats all day every day and we're like oh this is a really funny stupid ass video that doesn't make any sense but the girl's rapping about being a cow so i'm gonna i'm going to share this with everybody doja it's cat's funny. only good song she's ever had in her life then oh my god is that who that is that's doja cat oh my god yes <laughs> no, I, I didn't know who she was and i didn't know so anyway <laughs> so like like that stuff gets shared all the time the tiktok videos get shared all day, every day, they're sharing stuff, right? Even stuff that they say is stupid. <laughs> then, the person that is doing something that they know, and they know that you're talented, and they know that it's great, and then they don't share it. Yeah. Okay, I know you're not my publicist, but you're my friend, and you say that you support me, you say you like myself, you say I'm talented, but then when it comes time to show it, you're like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'll go post another cat video. It's so weird. And I, I don't I don't understand it. And I've been told that sometimes people have a certain um they have a certain slight towards you when they feel like that you're better than them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they won't support you because they feel like that if they support you is gonna show everybody else, like, hey, look, I know I do the same thing, but look at this person that's better than me over here. Okay, but you don't. If any, if the people have proved anything in today's society, it is that we don't have to be actually talented at the thing we want to do in order to make it at the thing Absolutely we want to do. Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, when you're less talented, you're probably going to make it quicker than a person that is more talented. So, so you being great, and also, we, we live in a world where Nas made it as a famous rapper. Kendrick Lamar made it as a famous rapper. Yeah, but Can you are- tell me... That more than one person can be great at something and do it. I always bring up Lupe Fiasco because he does both. He does, he does. the, stu- the he popular does stuff. He can and be he ratchet does- and meaningful. Well, I, w- I won't even say ratchet. He makes stuff that fits into the ratchet category, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. But he's still being himself the entire time. Yes. So it's, it, yeah, it, it's, it's possible. But 
when you look at so many other ones, it's it's really an anomaly. Those are anomalies. Okay, but you those don't... are but those are still even though those are anomalies as far as getting famous and getting rich, those are still the people that wind up getting played more than everybody else because they don't just fade away after their fad wears off because they don't have a fad. But me me telling you that oh I know you're great and therefore I can't share your crap to support you because I think you're great and therefore your greatness might be little my greatness is really stupid when you think about all the people that you like if you think about yeah if you think about all the people that you do support that you don't fucking know that made it quote unquote of all those people are you saying only one of them is great (laughs) and everybody else is garbage so so you would be that great one so now i would be the garbage one and i and i can't do like how does that that sounds like almost like a bully mentality like i'm a bully so now I have to be I have to be mean to everybody else because me being mean to all of you and making you feel inferior is how I actually gain power. So I I can't support insecure. anybody else. Just being insecure about their own skill level, I guess. I mean, but I can tell you, man, that's I can tell Jamal as an artist, I can look at Jamal's artwork and go, yeah, that's really great. I love that shit. And also go, but I like to paint paintings of people. Yeah. And I'm great at it too. And that's how we do feel. it differently. But I'm great at it, too. wait, I like to draw. I can't share this. Everybody gonna think that my shit is trash if I share this great drawing that he drew. Like, that's how people think. I think people are crazy. I think people need to be a little more supportive of themselves, then. Because how do you think, well, I'm great. Oh, shit. But you're great. So now people are gonna think I'm garbage. Well, then how great did you think you were to begin with? Unless you're just astronomically greater than well, everybody else. No, I think people measure their greatness off of uh, off of the people that aren't so good, especially in rap. So they don't feel mm. like that they have to be super great because when you look at who's oh, playing on the radio so, right now. So like if I surround myself with people that I know are terrible at art, then I look amazing. Even though I'm not only necessarily o- surrounded by I'm only I'm only so so. But yeah. I look amazing because I'm surrounded by people who are garbage at it. Yeah, and if like you, that. And, if, and that that's why like I'm I'm happy with being in um in the group that I'm in AOR Apostles of Rhyme because if somebody slacks, they gonna get smashed, and you know you are gonna get smashed if you slack. So you are not allowed to slack because everybody else is gonna run you over when we get in the booth. So you have to come with it. So every song is us coming with it. It's not no, well, just add what you add and it's, it's just okay. Like, no, you have to be the best version of yourself each time you step onto a song. Not just doing just enough to get by. We're not, we, we don't do that. You can't do that. Well, I'm a firm believer that no matter how talented you are, like, I'm super great at a lot of things. But... If I want to be better, I don't surround myself with people or even even invest in people that are that are less great than me when I'm like not that I can't support artists who are less than great than me. But I'm saying like I don't go study at the feet of people who are less than me. I study at the people that are so fucking amazing at the thing that I want to do because they're the ones who are going to stretch me. The people that know right. that are so great. If I look at you and I'm like you are fucking amazing artists. You're the person I'm going to talk to because you're the person that's going to teach me shit that maybe I haven't thought of, that 
that maybe you do things just a little bit differently than I do or a lot differently than I do. And I'm going to learn something from studying at your feet. Yeah. I'm not going to learn something from studying at the feet of somebody who knows what I learned in sixth grade. Like That's I, not going to teach me anything. I'm not going to grow from that experience. I, and, I, and I like I Like the that. four of you can challenge each other. Right. Like, because you're all great independently. Right. Which is how you got where you're at. You're all great independently. And then when you're together, if one of you cuts verse and then the other guy's like, oh, fuck, I got to, I got to, I got to do a little extra because mm-hmm. he just served that shit up. You got to, you better come so with it. So now I yep. got to be better than I was five minutes ago because if I'm not, I'm just going to feel like, why the fuck am I even on this? Yeah. <laughs> you just it's... cut my verse now. Thanks. Like that's, that's how I feel. I feel like instead of entering in with the mentality of. I think this is what we gotta change. We gotta change the the fact that you think if this guy is great, then you can't also be great. If this guy gets on, you can't also get on. I think that you gotta enter it like we gotta replace the mentality of you being great can't mean that I can't be great, and you being great means that I should not support you publicly because if I support you, if you're doing shit and I'm out here supporting you, also I'm just gonna say if you wanna think of this selfishly. If I'm supporting you, you might in kind support me, just like all the influencers do. I support you. And I feel like that's You're whack. going. I well, I, feel I think like it's that's crazy. Whack as fuck. I think it's crazy to to pretend to support somebody because you're getting because something they back. Just, but they they yeah they hit the like button on yours, so you but, gotta hit the like button. But on I like, know no, that's but whack. If, but if I know that you're great, like I think you're great, and then I'm like, but I think I'm great too. But I'm afraid that if I big up you, people will lose sight of me because your greatness will overshadow me, like. I don't, I don't think that that should be what we think of. I think that we should think, like, you're great. Now, I think I'm great, but if I think that you're greater than me, maybe I should try to step it up. Like, maybe I'm going to send you a verse back. Because you're going to either be like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Or you're going to be like, oh, maybe we... Together, you will make me better though because I will try to step up my game. Just like we're in the group together, we're both great, but you serve up your verse. I'm like, shit, I gotta come with it now. That it should be the same fucking way. If you and you are out there, I should be trying to be better so that I can rival that. That's what I think. I don't think, oh, I'm just gonna be like, no, but I'm really good with my stick figures, so I don't, I don't gotta try to paint like Rembrandt. I'm gonna try to see if I can figure out how to fucking paint like Rembrandt. Why not? Why not? And then I might learn a new fucking thing along the way about me, my like my skills, my talent set. I'm gonna be able to do more things. Like that's that's what I think we should be doing. But also, like I'm supporting you. I'm talking to you about our craft because I think you're great. You're like, yeah, maybe we can do something together. We're in a studio. We're bouncing ideas back. Now I'm learning from you. Right. So now you're educating the people that are coming after you. The people coming after you are studying your knowledge to see kind of how you do things. And because they have their own way of doing things, you're expanding their skill set. Right. You can learn things from them if the way that they do it is not the same way as you. You're expanding your skill set. Everybody's benefiting. Everybody's still producing. Everybody's still being good at their craft. That's what I think people need to realize can happen. I think that when great people get into a room together and have discussions, greater things happen. I think great people can be greater if they have great conversations with great people. And not even just conversations, but just like getting down and dirty with the craft, man. Like, come Mm -hmm. on. Like, 
it's been times where people that have been bad at rap but knew that I was good have sent me songs and been like, look, I know that I'm not that good at this, but I want to get you on this song so that you can show me how I should have done it. Or you can show me what I need to do to step my game up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, like I had a, um, a, a kid from Connecticut used to do that with me um, a few years back all the time. Like, he would always send songs. He was like, look, I know I'm bad, but don't worry about that. Just rap how you would rap on this song if I wasn't on it. So then, like, each feature, he would get a little bit better each time. Okay, because okay. he was, like, he was taken from it and learning from it. And, like, okay, I should do this and not that. You know? And mm-hmm. that, but and that's dope. And um, it's been times where, like... Me and G have been in the studio and, you know, we both hear a beat and maybe I don't know exactly how to approach the beat. Right. So he writes to it first and he records a verse to it first. And I'm like, okay, now I see. So then I go behind him and now I got an idea of where to go now. Right. And vice versa. It's like, but it's all to, to, for the betterment of the, of the art, for the betterment of the song. You never actually want to try to outdo anybody. And that's where people get get it misconstrued. Because you feel like it's competitive, uh-huh. you can compete. But don't try to compete to the point where it compromises how good the song is. Okay. Okay. You can't just say, I'm trying to have a better verse than you. And that's it. You have to have the best verse that you can have at that time. And that serves the song better than saying... I want to hear what you got to say so I can try to outdo that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not the same it's thing. Like, it's like giving people more knowledge and assisting people to make a better product without trying to tell everybody that. But I want, I think that this is how you should do it and everything you're doing is wrong. Right. It's like, okay, well, you're. I see you're struggling. And now I was at the studio, the ceramic studio, and I was throwing on a wheel there were a couple of other people throwing on a wheel. And this guy was like, oh, shoot, I think I'm going to have to scrap this. And he was getting ready just to, he spent time wedging his clay, uh, putting it on the wheel, getting the wheel ready. And then he threw this great big piece. And then he was like, man, it's not, it's starting to look like the walls are getting a little wonky. And I don't know what to do with it. I think I'm going to have to just smash it and start over. Right. And this other woman on another wheel was like, okay, um, before you do that, I have a suggestion. I know it's worked for me. It might work for you. You know, if you just get two chairs and you take the whole thing off of the wheel, because when you throw, you throw on what they call a bat, which is just, um, you know, the thing that's attached to the potter's wheel. So the potter's wheel spins, you put your clay on that and then you can just pick the bat up, which is a flat circle and move your bat somewhere else and put another bat on, you know, so it's separate. So you can flip that bat upside down. And hang that, put the edges on chairs, and then your piece that you just made, that big pot, will hang down in between the chairs. Right. And then as the gravity pulls those walls, it'll straighten them. So now they're not sagging in on themselves. They're being pulled by gravity, and it's, like, kind of fixing your pot for you, right? So you don't have to scrap the whole thing. Saved him from having to just toss it. Yes, it saved him so much time and effort, and it taught him something new. So now in the future, and he tried it, and it worked really well, and it was an amazing piece when he got done with it. And we were all like, how sad would you have been if you smashed that? Right. You know, like, she taught him something else. But she waited until the time he was ready to hear it. And then when he was ready to hear it and he felt himself in a struggle and he was like, man, 
I don't know if I'm going to get myself out of this. She didn't say, oh, well, that's because you're doing this all wrong. She said, okay, now that you got yourself in this pickle, I'm going to share some information with you. And after you get the information, you can do what you want with it. Right. And she taught him something new. So now in the future, he's going to think about that. And he might do the same thing. He might be, he might use that same technique in a different area of his ceramics, whatever. I'm just saying, like teaching somebody something new without telling them that they're wrong or trying to make them look like a fool. Like, you don't have to make everybody around you look like a fool in order to show them how great you are. Or to help them. I feel like some people, uh, some people infiltrate, infiltrate your circle because they, well, not always because they don't like you and they want to see you fail. But a lot of times people that penetrate your circle and become cool with you mm-hmm. and, be- and begin uh, trying to create things with you. They want to sabotage you to make themselves look better. Oh, do you think that that is part of what I said earlier about people have this thing where we we tell ourselves that we can't really do things? Like, we're probably not going to be able to accomplish that in our life. Even though we want to be, it'll probably never happen. And then we try, we, like, go into things with that mindset. And then we, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy, try to prove ourselves right. Right? So... If I'm with you, I wanted to say that earlier. Oh too. yes, you did. Ti had a quote where he said, "People get comfortable in the uh, the familiar the familiarity of failure." Yes. And yes. That's the comfortable place. So yes. you're so used to failing that you kind of don't want to succeed, really, mm-hmm. because that's an uncomfortable place because you haven't been there yet. It's kind of like your brain. Your brain does that thing that we talked about where. You know, you are, you're used to doing this in life and your brain is hardwired a certain way. So when you go to do a new thing, learn a new skill, try and try something new out, your brain is yelling at you. Oh no, 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 no. We're going to die. Don't do that. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. We've never done that before. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to die. And you have to do something over and over. Like, like when I was in high school, literally first time I ever, I always avoided giving public speeches when I was in middle school. In high school, I gave my first speech in front of a large group of people in ninth grade, and I cried hysterically the entire time. I I did it. I delivered my entire message and everything, but I cried the entire time, right? And then the next time, I was like, okay, well, I didn't die. It's not that bad. And then the next time I did it, and I was a little, I was a little uncomfortable and nervous, but I did it. Right. And then the next time I did it, I was a little less uncomfortable and nervous. Little. And little by little... I'm totally comfortable speaking in front of people. I will totally share my opinion with you, the facts that I've learned with you, and it is totally fine. I know nobody's going to die because I'm delivering information, but I had to train my brain to see it that way. I was freaking the hell out when I was when I was in ninth grade giving that presentation when I was 13. Like, But I had to walk myself through it. Like That is how your brain works. Your brain immediately is like, no, 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 flashing lights, everybody's going to die, it says danger zone, this is the edge of a cliff. So I think that even even though you you view it as a great thing, like accomplishing something great, that would be amazing moving forward, but then when we actually try to do it, it's easier to not to. It's easier to not do it, because if you do it, you're putting yourself outside of your comfort zone, in that space that you're not sure about. So if you fail and you stay exactly where you are, you're totally fine. Yep, because you're in the same spot. You, you didn't have to compromise anything because you're in the same spot that you was because you failed. But then, so I pair up with you and we're working on a project together. 
and I'm self-sabotaging and I fuck it up for you too and I took us down but then I could always say to people yeah Donnie did it yep it was Donnie's fault it wasn't me I would never have failed on my own it was Donnie who brought us down because particular situation um I was in a rap group and it was three of us at first but we added this fourth member and this fourth dude was somebody that was always around I didn't even know that he rapped I, I just he was just always there and come to find out he would only record when everybody else left the studio because he was so self-conscious about his own skill set that he didn't want anybody to hear him rap so he would just wait till everybody was gone and i used to be at the studio from noon to midnight most of the time so he'd record at 1 a.m yes it's like super fucking dark outside and he's just getting up and ready to fucking record and he's been there all day because i've been there all day too and he get there like at the same time i did so i like that color Anyway. Yeah. So, like, we become a group with us four. And kind of early on, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's jealousy. I don't know if it's envy. But he, like, starts to, like, try to... And, and, he, and he paints it as joking. And, that, and that's, that's one thing. Like, when somebody's actually hating on you and they try to come across like, but I'm just playing. We're friends for real. You're my partner. I'm just joking when I say that you're a nougat because you ha- you're you white on the inside, but you're black on the outside. I think you said that um, I said that, the other day. Yeah. We, that, said, we said Oreo, though. Somebody. Yeah. But, yeah. He used to call me school. a nougat because he used to say you're chocolate on the outside, but you're white on the inside, which don't make no fucking sense because I talk proper. He talked proper. Um, I watched wrestling. He watched wrestling, but he used to fucking like I used to wear, you know, I, I wear a Shawn Michaels shirt from time to time. He wears the fucking John Cena headbands and the John Cena fucking armbands like a fucking douche. Going real hard. <laughs> yeah, like a fucking douche. And, okay. you know, he... He rapped about Pokemon and shit. Like, just weird shit. But I'm the fuck... But I... Like, so what do you think white means? Like, I, and, I, and I didn't get that. Because... What? It's, it's because, like when we would go out to when we would go out to shows i would get attention from white girls is that what it was like so i must be white do you think he was using whiteness saying you know we're rapping this is our thing and you he was trying to knock you down a peg by trying to tell you that you were less than because you were like acting like a white guy Yes, but I don't. I still don't understand how I was not acting even, like a white guy. Well, not even that you were necessarily acting like a white guy, but he saw you and immediately in his mind had to make you into something less than or into the villain because he felt so uncomfortable. He needed, that's that bully mentality. I got to attack somebody else. I feel comfortable. The only way to make me feel better is to attack somebody else and knock them down a peg. I that's just, what bullies do And I school. really think that he's just a really, really self-conscious dude. Like he kept, so, he kept saying that if we wasn't famous by the time he turned 30 which was like two, three years ago, mm-hmm. then he was going to quit because he only had a, a, a small window of time to have his own solo career after the group made him famous and he went solo on his own. <laughs> what? Like he first was saying all, shit like this, like out in the open. First of all, there is no time frame on your rap career. 
Second of all, if people people have taught us that. Second of all, but he thinks it's what lame. The hell? He thinks it's lame when you get to a certain age and you still rapping because whatever the fuck is in his fucking brain or whoever the fuck is in his ear, I think that's what it is. I think people was in his ear, so he was like just saying weird shit. I don't know, but you know, it, 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 you can't say. Well, I mean, that's what people people who judge themselves more harsh. Like I judge myself more harshly than I judge anybody else in the world. Like, and if I have a comment about something you do, as soon as I say it, I'm not thinking about you in a harsh way all to, all day, every day about this thing. Like, I just I made a comment to you because this is how I feel about it, and I moved on. But me, if it's me, I judge me way more harshly than I judge everybody else. Everybody tells me I'm amazing at everything. And I'm like, I don't really think I am. I think I'm just so-so at things. I, like, I look back now, and like, when I even when I was just 16... I made amazing shit. Like, I was amazing at art. Okay? Amazing. <laughs> I could draw a picture to you that looked just like you standing there in my sleep. I was amazing at everything I did. And everybody else told me I was amazing. But when I was 16, I was like, eh, no, it didn't come out the way I wanted to come out. Or this part isn't what I saw in my head. So I didn't think it was amazing. So I judged myself more harshly. So, do you think that he, even if he, he might have been great, I don't know, I don't know him. Um, He's straight, he's alright. Like, but he you know himself what? didn't he, see him great. He, he was good, but he thought he was a lot better than he actually was. So, when you would hear him talk about how great he was, and then you would actually listen to him, it doesn't match up. So, while he thought that he was like on the level of a, a Eminem or some shit, it's really more like, you know big shawnish somewhere in that in that area so hmm. but like he would be like i think he but, thought i was better than him so because i remember this one time in particular i don't think the song ever actually got done okay. but it was a song where we um i did my verse for it first or second or something but he did his last and they called me from the studio like and it was like, oh, Donnie, he finally got you. D.A., dog, he finally got you on a verse. His verse is better than yours on a verse. His verse is better than yours on a song. He finally got you. And I'm like, okay, he's in my group. I don't give a fuck that his verse is better than mine. I want you all to I be amazing. I want you to fucking try to, <laughs> right. try to do the best that you can on every song. But I guess I had a, a reputation of always having a better verse than his. And I don't know where that came from because I didn't used to say it. He used to say it. So, so in his mind. And I used to respond to it like you know, like because he would talk like he was so fucking cocky. But it's like. But in that here. vein, so if he if that that's how he actually did speak about you, then it kind of just looks like in his mind he wasn't he wasn't really the greatest. Even that's what he said to people. He wasn't really the greatest. And he and everybody else thought you were so good. Oh, it's dying. Yep. So, everybody thought that you were so good that, in his mind, you were his direct competition. So, he was trying to knock you down a peg when he actually spoke to you. Okay. It had to be. Because I I can't think of... I can't think of anything else else that it would have been. Because, like... We were in a group together, bro. It, why, why exactly does it matter who has the better verse or who has, you know? I remember particularly, um, we had to show 
uh, it was somewhere like close to downtown. It was a lot of uh, like college parties going on in the in the area at the time. Mm-hmm. So we did this show, and we left the building. And when we left the building, it was like a giant, like damn near party out in the parking lot. And it was you know people were coming up to me, I guess, congratulating me on the the ver- you know the shit that people do. Like I said, like they used to congratulate me, you know, after. When they when they think that everybody else is, isn't around and they come up to me and you know shaking hands and shit, but these were females doing it this time. So he came up and he like he had his arms folded and was like pouting and I thought he was joking, but he came up and he had his arms folded and it was like why are everybody talking to him? Why ain't nobody talking to me? <laughs> and everybody turned and looked at him like, are you fucking serious? Like did you seriously just say that? Like are you fucking pouting right now like a baby? Like you are a fucking you are a fucking child. But yes, it's, it's so weird, man. It's, it's so weird. And it's like, I kept ignoring it because, well, this is my business partner. Right. He don't have to like me and I ain't got to like him. But we are, you know, and, and the, the other two members of the group, one of them knew him for forever and the other one is from the neighborhood that he's from. Okay. So they both were, you know. Invested in him more. They both gave him the nod. Yeah. Based off of other things other than him actually having a dynamic in the group. Because I felt like with just us three, it was a better dynamic. And with him, because there was a little bit of overlap with the way our styles were. Mm-hmm. Because it's like my style was completely different from his and completely different from his. But then a new guy comes in and his style is a little bit like mine. So it's like it kind of threw it off a little bit, I feel like. And it didn't make us move as smoothly. But... Like, they had a different kind of connection with this dude. So, I'm like, okay, they like him. He's in the group. We building towards, you know, record label domination some sometime down the line. And I kept ignoring it, and I kept pushing it off. But it was always there. And it never really went away until he actually decided to just, you know, because he said he was going to quit, so he quit. But you got some. You you you're really trying to like care. You have you have somebody's best interest while they don't have yours. But because y'all have the same goal, you try to you try to shake it off. But that's kind of that thing that we talked about previously about being a good friend and having other people like you're a good friend to them and you think that you guys are friends, but they're not a good friend to you. Nope. It's kind of like that. Like, being... <laughs> you know. And But the other two were enablers, though. Not just because of well, him, yeah, but yeah, because yeah. I guess they thought the shit was funny. But it's like... It's not... Because it, it wasn't affecting me. It was affecting him. Even though he was the one trying to make fun of me and trying to put me down, it wasn't affecting me. It was just making him more angry the more that people paid attention to me and not him. So... Y'all enabling this shit and y'all got him over here driving himself crazy because I'm not the one doing it. Hmm. And a lot of times people need to step in when they see shit like that. Like, you can't just let somebody that's in your circle intentionally try to fuck up some shit that y'all got going on because they feel a certain way about somebody that they're working with. I think I, I think somebody needs to have a conversation with him and everybody else about the fact that okay even if you and him did music similarly 
even if and to be truthfully honest i don't think we did but other people said that we did did. so yeah so even if that's how people view you you do the same type of music right and then within that subset within that that greater type of music there are subsets and even though you're part of the same subset um there are so many things there are so many things that go into how you rap from your voice the things you actually say your diction like the way you deliver it your intensity your everything there are a lot of things that go into what makes someone how they who they are and how they are when they're rapping okay all of those things are not the same between the two of you no they're not the same like and then the stuff that you talk about, the experience that you have, the knowledge that you're bringing to the table with your experiences, because that's what rapping is. Like, you're telling your experience through your message through this through this song. So, like, like all of those things were not the same. And then that experience, where you guys come from, who you guys are, that wasn't the same. So, even if you guys did the same type of music in the same type of kind of way, it still couldn't have been the same. But even if we did, we were in the same group. So that would have been kind of cool, you know, like to have somebody to play off of, like how D12 has um, Kanava and Kind artists and they kind of like rap back to back on a lot of their songs. Mm -hmm. Like you do two bars, I do one, I do three, you do seven, like just like back. Like that shit would have been fucking sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But you want to have some kind of fucking made up competition because you made that shit up and not nobody else. And you fucking it up for everybody because now look where we are. Right, all, all separate, even, not doing shit together. Which is super sad because on top of... Because on top of, uh, you know... I feel like the, the rap game is a... The, the business itself is such a... Um, it's such a challenge to get into by itself. You don't have to make more challenges for yourself when you're trying to get right. into the music it's like industry. you're it's like you're handicapping, you're handicapping each other yourself. yeah and you're and then the other people were laughing because they thought it was funny and it obviously was not funny yeah because <laughs> now because now what <laughs> i don't i don't get what y'all think is funny about this because the hostility it's not like the hostility was making anybody better at their craft it was just it was just pissing people off and then it made it impossible for you guys to work with each other Oh, it wouldn't bother me. Like I said. Like, well, but you couldn't work with each other if he's not working with you because right. he's being an asshole. Right. Then it's impossible to work with each other. That's a two-way street. Right. If one person is unwilling to have a conversation, it's not a conversation. It's a soliloquy. And that's not the same thing. That's your favorite word. I love that word. <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's a soliloquy. It's a soliloquy. But nonetheless, yes. But I think, I think that maybe it's born from that same thing, and I don't know why that exists. Like, that com- it's not even competitive. Because, like, I- I've told you this before. Playing sports, um, in my mind, when I think about, m- about competition, I think I want to, p- I want to face the best. I want to play the best. That's who I want my opponent to be. Right. 